Own Your Creativity, Episode 33. And even though my job was creative, like wedding and hair and makeup, that's all very creative. Um, there's a lot of responsibility attached to that. And I, and I hit burnout because it was just in go, go, go mode. And there was no time for me to fill up my own love cup. You're listening to the Own Your Creativity podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Johnston. I'm an author, professor, and podcaster, and I help people tell their story. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm really excited to be talking to Jen Gilchrist today. She is a soul success mentor and speaker. An entrepreneur for 17 years and a spiritual mentor for six years, Jen has gone from struggling single mom to a six-figure business owner, making money doing what she loves and empowering others to do the same. Jen is the creator of the Blissful Bride Program, an enlightened entrepreneur program. She supports coaches, authors, messengers, and speakers to be able to create more visibility and freedom of time, money, and travel in their purpose-driven business so they can make a big impact in the world. Jen is deeply inspired and passionate about empowering others to be the leader in their life and their business. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you empower others to be the leader in their life and business? Yes, I would love to. So for me, I love helping people. For me, there's a lot of aspects to it, right? It's about connecting to your deeper desire and your passions. For me, I love helping people connect with, you know, designing a life and a business that actually supports the lifestyle that they want to have as well. So finding the balance to me is an essential foundation of, of the workday, um, as well as just connecting to your own unique spiritual gifts and whatever your message is and how you want to show up and empower the world to make it a better place. And what is your definition of creativity? Definition of creativity would be, it's to me, it's the manifest, it's how your inspiration and your, how your passion and inspiration gets manifested into the world. So whether that's through something, uh, through art, through words, through uh, movement, through voice, I just feel like that's an outward manifestation of what your inner inspiration is. And how do angels figure into that manifestation of creativity? Well, for me, angels, uh, it's been a wonderful way to help me stay aligned with, like, it's kind of like a signpost to notice, like, when am I out of alignment? It's kind of like, hello, you know, you're, 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 for me, balance has a lot to do with that I'm not able to be connected to my creativity or my inspiration or my passion when I'm not in balance. And so the angels are really uh, there to be a signpost to help me find the alignment with myself, which helps me get back to my body, which helps me connect with my passions. And then from there, I tend to experience a more, uh, in sync life and, and a life that actually is expressed in a way that feels good to me. And when is it that you realize the power of angels in your life? Well, I hit massive burnout. I've been self-employed uh, in creative type industry. I used to uh, do hair and makeup for weddings and, and hairstyling business since I was in my 20s. So I've always been self-employed for over 17 years. And during that time, I didn't have the awareness of this. So I was going, going, going on this hamster wheel of success. I mean, I bought my own home by the age of 30. I was a single mom. I was going to soccer. I was doing it all, right? And I prided myself in that, and I hit burnout. I hit the point where, like, food and alcohol and chocolate and wine specifically <laughs> would be the two ways that I could manage my stress, and I just kept pushing through it, right? And even though my job was creative, like wedding and hair and makeup, that's all very creative, um, there was a lot of responsibility attached to that, and I, and I hit burnout because it was just in go, go, go mode, and there was no time for me to fill up my own love cup. 
I didn't even think that was an option. And uh, so for me, that's kind of when I hit my bottom. Um, I ended up getting into a car accident. Often we have these wake-up calls, right, whether it's health or accident or whatever. And through that experience, I, I knew that my life had to change. I was kind of at a bottom point in my life, and I prayed about it. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, I just want to be happy and at peace. And my grandfather came to me in a dream, and he woke up something within me. He, he reminded me that I'm not just this body. He woke up the, the spiritual sense of me that there is, there's God or angels or universe. You know, however you want to look at it, there's spiritual loving support there at all times. And I'm so much more than just this body and the, the stress and the to-do list that I'm, I'm living in. And I was really just existing and not living. And so when I woke up, I had this overwhelming sense of peace that really started me on a quest to, you know, I didn't have all the answers, but I felt hopeful. I felt hopeful and, and synchronicity kicked in and I feel like my intuition just blasted open from there. Suddenly it was like I was very aware of, of angels and I studied and learned a lot about honing in on my own intuition. And from there I found my passion to help others do the same. You know, I can really relate to that feeling of, feeling that there isn't a support system that you know you're you kind of just crash and burn and just don't know the way out and at one point in my life I uh, was having uh, panic attacks and I couldn't sleep I had you know insomnia and a friend of mine suggested that I do uh, go to a shamanic workshop and uh, and and that fixed the problem because I felt the support from the universe you know that I didn't feel alone. I felt like there was people out there in, in you know, the alternate universes, whatever, that had my back. And uh, that made all the difference, you know, and uh, so I can really relate to that. Yeah, it gives you a sense of empowerment, right? I mean, it helps you uh, feel like, it just helps you to know, for me, it helped me to know that, you know, I'm not alone. It made me feel unstoppable. It helped me really feel like, you know, I didn't have to have all the answers figured out. I just had to know the next step and the next step. And so when you can kind of fall into that that line of, of learning how to listen to your inner guidance and really ask for that universal support and then take the steps one or two at a time, you know, your life is going to turn out in miraculous ways much than you can think you get into inspired action and, and it's, it's just a lot of fun and so was there a moment in your life where you really felt disconnected from your creativity and yes. what was that like for you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I still kind of, you know, I think we still kind of balance that line. For me, it has everything to do with balance. I think when I hit my rock bottom and I was just in go, go, go mode, I was just working so hard. And I think especially because my creativity was tied to making money, right, sometimes we can get into responsibility. So I was no longer enjoying it. It was like I had to do this and I had to do this. And so suddenly my creativity kind of got muckied up with with responsibility and effort and having to do it and not really even appreciating it as being creative at that point it was something I had to do and so that um, was a low point for me for sure did you have a follow-up question to that yeah okay <laughs> yeah so how did you move out of that place how did you separate creativity from all those obligations and and enjoy it as a, a pure activity well, I think starting to bring it in as a pure activity, I think the main thing for me was balance. So I started delegating things. I started realizing, you know what? I can hire a gardener. I'm buying my weekends back. It's worth me having some time. So now I can go have a day with my daughter and we can go do a paint night or, or something like that, right? So for me, it was about finding balance. When I get out of balance, the first thing to go is anything that's for me, which has to do with the fun stuff, right? And then just, uh, so when I'm in, in tune with myself, then I enjoy my job. I enjoy people. I enjoy the creativity, however it's expressed and I think 
making time for your creativity also like for me I love painting and I'm definitely not a Van Gogh by any stretch but I do it just to tap like that's how I can get tapped back into my own creative spark which then manifests now as creating content for clients or creating programs or or however it comes how my creativity gets come out through writing or however yeah. So did did you have an aha moment then in that process when you realized that you really had to make a change and and uh, what was that sort of moment where you realized that you, you had to do something? I just feel like I realized that I think there was some like unconscious programming around like it's guilty to like ask for help or to or to like not get or to not give to everybody else first, right? So I was kind of like giving out and giving out because there was something in me that I thought it was like made me feel guilty to like give to myself. And so when I had this aha moment, it was about really that when I fill up my love cup, when I do the things that inspire me, that feel good, and I take the time to work out and I take the time to go out in nature or you know meditate or paint or whatever it is that connects me with my inspiration and my body and my creativity then I'm a, I show up better in the world right I get I, I can now have fun with my daughter instead of feeling like oh man now I gotta do bath now it's dinner time oh it's soccer it's like I'm not even enjoying it right so when I can give back to myself then I can be like wow yeah let's go have fun and I can show up better for my clients and in my relationships and in my family and, and so when I realized that it just took it, it took the load of that guilt off you know <laughs> And that sense of realizing that I'm just better for everybody if I'm better for myself. I love the expression you have, the love cup. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the painting behind you, is that one that you did? No, it's not, actually. But I love Hawaii. Hawaii is in the place where I get caught totally into my uh, inspiration and intuition. I, I have gone on uh, five or six years in a row on my birthday. I treated myself to go to a, a, a spiritual retreat in Hawaii where we swim with the wild dolphin pods, like hundreds of wild dolphins. And when I get in the water there and I just swim in the ocean, it just connects me to my creativity. So some of the flowers on the painting, um, there's hibiscuses up above that just remind me of that Hawaii feel. Oh, my goodness. That sounds wonderful. That mm -hmm. Swimming with the, uh, with the dolphins and unleashing your creativity. Wow. I want to go to that one. <laughs> yeah, it was like a reset for the year, you know, to just go and do that. And you have so much clarity because, again, you get out of that responsibility, all the demands and the to-do list and the expectations of others on you. And, and I think that that is what suffocates creativity and inspiration. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. I, I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the best advice that you've ever received in terms of your creativity or your creative success? I think to be true to yourself, right? It's like, for me, it's about just being true to yourself, like actually um, authentically just expressing and sharing who you are without the need to please and validate other people. Because you're really, I think as a creative, it's so easy to get stifled because of perfectionism, right? Or judgment or whatever that is. And, and so for me, it's just like, uh, not betraying myself by just authentically showing up and being vulnerable and knowing that uh, I don't need to please everybody, right? Not everybody has to love everything that I have to say, and that's okay. It doesn't diminish who I am. And so what is one of your personal habits that contributes to your creative success? I think creating the balance, but for me, meditation is a big thing. Like just connecting with myself, be it in nature, um, I think that in the morning, my, my, I feel like I have like a little success rituals that I do in the morning, right? It doesn't have to take a long time. Sometimes I give myself more space than others, but it's about fueling my body, moving my body, connecting with my body, and quieting down enough that I can connect with my soul. And I usually journal a little bit, even just five minutes of free flow journaling about my desires or my big vision or like what, what I'm excited to create. 
helps me to get re-inspired with my why about what I'm doing. And then it helps me keep in the, um, you know, then when I'm creating my work, I'm not an effort. I'm more excited about what I'm creating and what I'm experiencing in terms of my own level of freedom that I get to have from creating my business and then also how I get to give back to the world. You also have a program to help uh, authors to get empowered. How How does that work? What do you do specifically with authors? Well, it's really authors, speakers, messengers, right? So I've come out in lots of ways. I'm really excited. It's, it's launching uh, just in a couple, let's see, towards the end of September, so coming out shortly here. And it could be tap into the creativity. So it's part of it. It's about getting quiet. So I do teach a little bit about meditation. But in the way of actually connecting with your own creativity and your own passion, we do some different types of journaling prompts that can kind of prompt these questions for yourself as to, you know, what is it that does really light you up? So you can kind of get connected with that creativity. Definitely offer in some, you know, painting and things like that. But then also self-expression through video because I think that's another thing is that some of my people, you know, whether it's through writing or through speaking or both, it's about authentically connecting and sharing and expressing vulnerably who you are and really opening up to that larger wisdom to flow through you. And that's really what I love to do is help people connect with that larger that larger part of themselves so that they can really express their work in a way that can be really, really powerful. So why is vulnerability so important in, in, in expressing your creativity? I think uh, it connects at the heart for one thing, right? It's like you're, when, when, you're in, when you're in your head, people can't feel you. And I think Maya Angelou once said something like, people aren't going to remember what you say or what you did, but they're going to remember how you, made you, how you made them feel. And I think that whether that's through its artwork or whether through its movement or whatever form of creativity you see or through speaking or writing, it's how did you make them feel. And I think if you can connect with them on an emotional level, they're going to trust you, they're going to feel you, and they're going to actually um, have a transmission from you in that sense too, right? Mm. And I think that being vulnerable, you're out of your head and you're not really worried about the judgment, so you don't have to be filtered in trying to distort the message about how you think they want to hear it. You know, that's when it starts to get mucky. And so just really allowing yourself to share vulnerably, I think, connects on many levels for people. Mm. And is there a person in your life, living or not, who inspires you to be creative? Well, lately, I would say... Well, my grandma always inspired me because she was always such a painter. She was so cute. She walked to that Bob Ross and we would do our little paintings together. So that was really a lot of fun. And she loved her ocean. And, you know, she's definitely a creative person. But right now what I've been noticing, because I'm expanding my speaking, is I've been really watching, like, the voice. Like, watching people. To me, what's inspiring is watching people. You can see they're nervous. They might be a little bit afraid and they're nervous. But they get out there and they do it and they just start shining. And, and you just see their confidence explode. And it just feels like... You can just feel them really embodying themselves and sharing this beautiful gift. And so I've been really um, enjoying watching people kind of move through that level of fear and open into that vulnerability and then that full expression that's been moving to me lately, especially children. It's kind of cool. Oh, I think we can learn so much from children, eh? Yeah, totally. (laughs) For sure. So what's your favorite work of art? And it can be any type of art and, and it's, you know, it can be something current or something that used to inspire you that, that, uh, you, that was pivotal some way, or it can be something currently that inspires you. Well, 
Currently, I have, well, I think I've always enjoyed Monet's paintings. Like, I love the flowers and the fields and the scenery. Like, it just kind of puts me into this happy space. So I love looking at his artwork, if it's a particular artist. And also, I think because I did a report on him, and my aunt worked with me. She was super creative. And so it just kind of is a nostalgic connection for me to connect back to my childhood in a very creative way with my aunt, who is really special to me. Um... So that's one memory. But then right now I've been, I've just been enjoying painting. Like I enjoy painting like scenic, like the water and the sunsets and like kind of getting into, I guess, the scenery, scenery type paintings. And do you have a favorite quote that inspires you? I have a few. Let's see. Uh, if you can dream it, you can achieve it by Walt Disney, right? Like that's just a good one to remember, right? Because sometimes you can get into it and it gets so heavy and um, what would you do if you didn't think you could fail, right? What would you do if you couldn't fail? So just kind of like pondering that question of if failure wasn't an option, what would you do? And just following that, because I think a lot of times we try to shove ourselves into a square peg and, uh, and that's not really being vulnerable and living authentically. So I like to try to live by those two things. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great one. What would you do if fear wasn't, uh, if failure wasn't an option? I love that. So is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we wrap up? Well, uh, if you, I would love to uh, invite you over to, I'm in a Facebook group on online, um, Enlightened Entrepreneurs with Jennifer Gilchrist, and we're just a bunch of intuitive, fun, creative, heart-centered people who love to share and uplift one another in creating businesses that they love, that are fueled by passion, that are here to make an impression on the world. So we'd love to have you over there. And if you're interested, if you are interested in sharing your gifts, if you feel uh, aligned with being a speaker or a writer or a messenger, or even just want to have more authentic coffee coming through that you can share in your content, I am going to be doing a program coming up soon called Access the Voice of Your Soul. And you can find out more information on my website about that. And contact me if you have any other questions about it. And that's at empoweredwomensleadership.com forward slash access. And, you know, I have a free gift that you guys might like too. I don't know if that's too many. But I just oh, thought of it because it's not my current free gift. Um, it's, it's, it's not a current free gift, but, it, but it's still on my site. And so I'll give her the link to put in the, if you have the link to put in your show notes. But it's empoweredwomensleadership.com forward slash free gift or free dash gift. And what's cool is there's kind of a variety. It's called Five Steps, Essential Steps to Blissful Living. So there's a PDF. So it's kind of like what I do to help stay connected with myself, my body, my inspiration, and my higher guidance. And there's a whole little short training, a seven-minute video training about how to communicate with your angels and your intuitions so that you can start to work with the universe and get into the synchronistic flow of things, which is really fun and empowering. And as well as my TLC body meditation, which connects you to your body and your creativity. And, um, and a lot of other fun stuff in there, too. I can't remember, but there's things that I think that relate to what we talked about today. Lovely. Thank you so much. Well, thanks so much yeah. for taking the time to speak with me. It's been really inspiring. Thank you. I had a great time, too. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you again. Have your angels been whispering in your ear about your writing dreams? Then I invite you to book a discovery call with me today. We can chat about your writing and how I might be able to help you realize your creative goals. To book your free 30-minute call, use this link, bit.ly forward slash call Elizabeth, all lowercase. That's bit.ly forward slash call Elizabeth. Until then, own your creativity.